Hey, Peppin. Yo, yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about a lot of different things, and when I do, I write them in my phone. Yeah, you seem to be pretty well organized with your thoughts, and uh, I, but still, I'd be scared to see what's on your phone. I have a lot of really good stuff on my phone, but today I just want to bust into just the one document that has some random thoughts on it. Oh god, I'm interested to hear. Oh, we need to talk. Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Nathan Peppin. How's it going, Peppin? Yo, yo, doing well. How about you, Steve? Not too bad, thanks. Hey, we release an episode every single week, but to pull back the curtain a bit, we haven't actually recorded or really even talked in like a month, maybe more. Is that true? I think so. I mean, it's been a long time. There was that one time that you texted me over Facebook and you were like, hey, let's record an episode. And then I agreed and then I forgot until right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we had plans to record like about two or three times in this last month, but they all fell through. Yeah, I kept canceling them because I had other stuff I had to get done. That's it's a wholly on me audience that is not on Pepin, but he is way too polite to say that. Well, the the thing is, though, it's like podcasting is really tough unless you're doing it full time because... It's like you're trying to do it around your life, and uh, you're trying to do it with other people. Like doing a single kind of endeavor thing, okay, that's one thing. But doing something with another person, it's like my schedule is very unique. Uh, Meter schedule is more consistent, but still, you know, he needs to do other stuff. So us trying to do things with other podcasts, oh, God, that's tough. But the beauty of us not talking for so long in in a normal sense is that i save up all the bullshit that i would normally randomly say to you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then i get to say it on a podcast instead wait are all your lines canned no but most of them i've thought about at some point in my life (laughs) and then i bring it back up like deja (laughs) vu-esque or do i mean james uh maybe i'll go back and listen to the episode (laughs) okay here's a good one hey nathan Mm -hmm. What if God had named Jesus God Jr.? Um, yeah, okay. That 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 would have been pretty. That would have been pretty funny, right? I mean, do you think God refers himself as God? Hmm, that's a really good point. I mean, I, you know, I guess he does. Technically, Jesus is. <laughs> okay, hold on. I just gotta. So I had an article up that I was gonna be reading from. But when I actually pulled it up on my phone, it changed to a Lady Antebellum song, Need You Now, and I don't know why. <laughs> it was an article about Jesus. Um. Well, okay. It, I think it makes perfect sense, though. I don't know who Lady Antebellum is, but, uh, you know, I, I can see the connection. Oh, my God. Jesus is actually, like, based on, a, on, on an old name. That was like Yahshua, so it was supposed to be like, it's actually like Joshua, not Jesus. And it just got twisted and turned as all things biblical did over time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what if you were God and you named your son Jesus, uh, Joshua, and then everyone started calling him Jesus? Uh, I'd be okay with that. I mean, he can deal. He's the son of God. What if he called himself God Jr.? If God called himself God Jr.? 
No, if Jesus called himself God Jr. So that's just how he like refers to himself as like God Jr.? Yeah, he's like, hey guys, God Jr.'s here. Waka waka. I don't know what Jesus would have said. Well, I guess he could do that. He's a son of God, but at the same time, it would not be very like socially uh, adept. Like, <laughs> he get a lot of weird stares. <laughs> hey, nowhere in the Bible does it say that Jesus was smooth. <laughs> All right, here's a different thing I wrote on my com- computer in my hand. Are skeletons zombies? Well, no, no. Uh, there was a video I saw that was explaining the mythology of s- skeletons versus zombies. And I, there's some class of skeletons which are kind of zombie-based, so it's it's kind of you can argue that. And those are usually the kind that they initially had flesh on them, but the flesh rotted away. But then there's also animated skeletons, and animated skeletons are a whole different kind of thing. So you can have similar kind of classes of things that look the same, uh, but you know they're not the same. Or you could even have, like, say, skeletons which are animated, but are actually erasing themselves. So uh, it, it's like this is actually its own race that reproduces in its own way and yeah they're skeleton based but they're they weren't something that had been alive previously so no okay interesting because i i think a lot of it comes down to like like you're saying kind of you were saying possessed at one point and reanimate like how did the skeleton come about was it a reanimated corpse that the flesh rotted off of or was it a uh, witch doctor who brought a skeleton, raised it from the dead, a necromancer of sorts? Those are two different different things, you know? It, well, there's also the difference as well of, uh, I mean, imagine someone creates a skeleton being, right? That's not, I mean, it's, it wasn't ever like anything before that. It wasn't like a human that uh, is now a skeleton. Rather, it's a created being just in the form of a skeleton. So it's important that to a zombie that it is a reanimated from death. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Uh, th- there's a game I play called uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. And I guess the first one to, to Divinity Original Sin. But uh, there are uh, a race, there's a race in there and they're skeletons. But they weren't like not ever not skeletons. So it's inaccurate to say that you know you know these things died this is just how they are originally born this is how they kind of get you know get along get all they always were skeletons yeah yeah i see so but not aren't even we all always skeletons well we're skeletons plus ah <laughs> the new apple product skeletons <laughs> plus it's a little bit wider with the same functionality so you got zo- you got a zombie right and it to to procreate it bites people, right? Mm-hmm. If a skeleton zombie bites another skeleton, does it pro- does it turn into a zombie skeleton too? I think so. Uh, it depends on how the zombie works within the lore. Because if it's like the saliva from the zombie is what infects another, say, a host or another being, then in that case, a skeleton... You know, just walking around would not uh, necessarily infest the, infect the host because the skeleton doesn't have any saliva. But then maybe it's something in the bones or in the teeth or something. Or you can make some sort of argument that uh, maybe somehow it infects them anyway. So there's ways to get around that. It depends on what the in kind of universe lore is or the mechanism for the uh, infect- infection. 
Interesting. Interesting. I'm learning so much about skeletons and zombies. I didn't know I knew so much about this crap either. It's just like sometimes I turn on these videos about D&D and like uh, how to create your own epic story. And mm. I don't play D&D. I don't do any of that. But uh, it's all very interesting and it's getting into the war. Like I kind of like that, especially for background videos. I play D&D. D&D is awesome. Just to connect it to what we've been talking about, was Jesus a zombie? There's the idea that he was a zombie. So... Uh, he died, and when he died, he was buried. And then three days later, uh, you know, they sealed up the tomb. Well, they sealed the tomb, and three days later, he kind of comes out of the tomb, and is this magically missing. And one interpretation behind that, you know, is he later comes back and starts talking to people, then he rises to heaven. But the idea is that he didn't magically just, like, disappear from the tomb. Like, that, he was just walking around. So he got up out of his dead, you know, as, as a dead body, and they started walking around, and he actually was a zombie. So he was, like, undead in that sense. Didn't he also he bring rose. somebody back to life? Many people. So Jesus is a necromancer. Uh, true, yeah. And he created zombies, and then he became a zombie himself. Or would he be a lich? Uh, it depends on what you think is a lich. <laughs> That's a really fair point. What do I think is a lich? Mm. See, I don't know what a lich is exactly. Like, I have ideas, but then it's like that one video I saw, it talked about how there's many different types of liches depending on what story you're talking about. So I don't really know what a lich is. It confused me. A lich is a type of undead creature. Okay, just imagine, this is Jesus. Often such a creature is the result of a transformation as a powerful magician skilled in necromancy, Jesus, or a king, the king of kings, Jesus, Striving for eternal life using spells or rituals, like uh, being nailed to a cross, to bind his intellect and soul to his phylactery, and thereby achieving a form of immortality. That really sounds like Jesus, I'm not going to lie. Sounds about right. I mean, I can see it. I think Jesus is a lich. Case closed. Nice. Hey, Nate, how do you fold the bread bag? There's a lot of different ways to fold it. Can you name a couple? Well, see, I think there's two ways I tend to fold it, and one is the lazy way, and one is the more adept way. And so the lazy way is, I mean, this is where I know it's not going to, like, move anywhere, and I just kind of, like, fold it over, like, you know, I just take the end of the bag, and this is when it's kind of running low, I just kind of fold it over, and it's a very lazy way of doing it, and that way... It actually works pretty well, but the problem is if it ever moves and, you know, part of the seal becomes unsealed, it's going to get hard. Now, the other way I do it is I kind of like, you know, just hold it at the end and kind of twist it. And that's especially useful if, let's say, there's not a lot of room. Let's say that there is uh, not, let's say there's a lot of bread in the bread bag because then you can actually like seal it. Okay, that makes sense. <clears throat> uh, twisty ties if I'm feeling extra, like, uh, motivated that day. The only time I'll use a twist tie is if it is readily available or in my hand at the time of needing to close the bag. If I have to look for it, it's not going on the bag. I'm going to spin that bad boy, and then I'm going to wrap it under the bread. I've had times where it's like uh, I've seen the twist tie oh it's like i thought i had it then i go to use it and then it's missing and I'm like oh crap so then i kind of get the bag you know already 
and then I start walking away, and then I see the twist tie, like, you know, one photo in front of me. I'm like, oh, that's where it went. And then I just keep walking. Yeah, but we both know that anything you're saying about how you put bread away is a lie because there's no chance you're not eating it all in one sitting. It's really why I don't eat bread anymore. I mean, for listeners, uh, I eat too much bread. Like, I get super, like, bread crazy. So I tend not to buy it anymore. Which is wild because, like, you're super fit and, like, in really good shape. And you eat, like, massive amounts of carbs and bread and you just maintain. You, you do a good job. Thank you, thank you. Some people call me fat, but they're mostly family. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Um, good to know I'm not family. Gonna have to start calling you fat. Uh, oh, Steve, I didn't mean it that way. I got a real heady one that I don't think is a real thing, but I want to get your opinion. So let's say mm-hmm. you take a song and you speed it up. Right, and you make it faster and faster and faster and faster until it's so fast, it's just one note. Is that a real thing? So then if you do that with a bunch of songs, like well-known songs, like Stairway to Heaven and uh, Free Bird and some that aren't that long, and you create another song from the notes of all of the songs that you sped up, it's a song made of songs. It's Songception. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, I hate to, or maybe this is not like bursting your bubble, but maybe it's elevating your bubble. Uh, that's been done by people. Um, God damn it! Uh, it's was it Albert Einstein again? No, no. This, I mean, that's been a. <laughs> there's been very, very interesting projects that even go beyond that. So, uh, there is someone who took what was it the. The melody of Smash Mouth, so took like, not took the melody of All Star from Smash Mouth, uh, you know the basic melody, and then they made that into a tone, and then they kind of uh, combined it in a way to create a, like an overtone, and then they took that and made another tone, and then they kind of shifted it around and they kept on doing it, and then they made essentially about five different levels of the theme from from All Star but you know all within the same freq- the same frequency it that is that's why it, it's a lot more sensical when you actually see it in the video and he explains it and how it works but uh stereotypically you can do that with like any song you know, like there's nothing that stops you from making using the actual t- you know frequencies and the melodies to actually create chords and to do from those chords to actually create uh, the, the melody itself, and then to do it just upscaling. So he could play, also have that melody playing at a larger, you know, time scale as well. So you, you could hear, if you go, you know, zoom out enough, you can hear the melody again at say like the 10 minute mark, you know, within 10 minutes of time. It'd be really cool if there was like a um, import your playlist website and you import like your 50 song playlist and then it takes them all turns them all into a single note by speeding them up and then it says what does your playlist sound like as a song itself and then you could play it that's my million dollar idea right there it's a little vague so you upload your playlist to so you, uplo- you upload your playlist and the uh, automaton robot takes your playlist takes each individual song and shrinks it down and speeds it up into one note and then it lines all mm-hmm. the songs up as single notes into one 
into a series of notes that plays a song. And you're like, this is okay. what your playlist sounds like at super speed. W- what song would it play? Whatever the song, uh, the sound of your playlist would make. It'd be individual for each playlist. Because mm-hmm. we'd all have different songs and you'd speed up each song. Each song sped up would ha- make a different tone. So they would all sound different. But it'd probably go... I see. So it'd just be like, yeah, random noise. Pretty much. But imagine if you could write a song with the songs from your playlist. Write a song. Yeah. I I could see people doing that because people try all lots... Like, people try lots of kind of weird stuff like that to try to get get inspiration, but also kind of just find ideas because... At a certain point, just finding a good idea is about just like hearing something and getting lucky, or it's kind of stumbling upon some combination within like the uh, the music musical space. Uh, mm. There's actually a guy that we went to college with. Uh, uh, you might know him, Steve Baldwin. I'm not sure if you yep. say him, but uh, he was showing me the stuff like the first year I was there, where he has like a like a random generator and what it would do is generate random notes within like certain like a uh, key and also certain like a uh, duration so some notes would be quarter notes some would be half notes and so on and so forth and then he'd be he'd just be trying to generate these melodies and just find a good melody out of that and he'd be using these melodies in his pieces and it was something i'd never seen but it was very interesting i have to say that's super interesting and sounds super lazy <laughs> Like, yeah, I can play 30 instruments, but instead I let the computer play them for me. Yeah, well, you, you could say that it's not a terrible approach because that's what musicians do. I mean, that's what I do when I try to come up with like, an idea. I just noodle around on the guitar until I find something that sounds all right. And then I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of good. Then I repeat it. It's not like I had that thought in my head. Well, sometimes I do, but a lot of times it's like, just noodling around and just finding something that sounds good and just by luck. It's like a thousand monkeys typing on a thousand keyboards. Yep. And, and usually what you find that sounds good is something that someone already came up with to some degree and you're just modifying it. You're just doing something which is somewhat similar. Interesting. I mean, think about blues. Most of blues is based on like all these kind of licks. And the way you have to look at it is not that the music of blues is... I mean, you can't look at like the music of blues is all unique and original rather the music of blues is built on the foundation of licks and licks are like phrases and words and then you put those words together in unique ways and that's how you get things you know get all these like your tone and your uh your own individual style and what you say but people look a little too much on like you know he used this note and this note and this note and this kind of rhythm and that is copying it's not necessarily i mean it could be but uh a lot of times it's just the rhythm or just the language of that music. So you're saying all blues sounds the same? It really does, though. I mean, have you ever heard? No, no, no. I love blues. <laughs> blues is awesome. Led Zeppelin's great. Um, I think that's that's it. That's an episode. What about B.B. King? I don't, I don't know much about B.B. King. Can you t- sing one of his songs? There was gone. There was gone. Away from me. Oh, that sounds just like George Thorogood. Drink alone. I drink alone. Yeah, with nobody else. No, when I drink alone, 
Yeah, I'd like to be by myself. Yeah, pretty close. Except that one time that he drinks with his granddad. Oh, yeah. But I think his grandfather is dead, right? Oi, is that supposed to be implied in that song? I thought it was. The only one who will hang out with me is my dear old granddad. Yeah, well, I thought... See, when I heard that, the reading of I had of it was that his grandfather was dead and he got so drunk he was hallucinating his grandfather. Jesus, Nate. Why Why you gotta take it there? You're like, the only one who'll hang out with me is this urn. Urns are kind of weird. Or maybe it's like a... Like a um, just his grandfather's corpse sitting next to him like uh psycho or something well i mean they used to have just showings for like dead bodies i mean in the in the living room ironically that's just where it's got this name is ironic and just be dead body there and that's where people would go to pay their respects so i could see that that's fair you know where people should go to pay their respects for this show patreon.com slash uh, just, just search for it. I mean, I don't know what the actual link is. Or facebook.com slash we need to talk show. Or twitter.com slash WNTT1. Definitely hit us up there. Let us know what you want to see, what you want to hear. And also, if you think that uh, uh, we should do an episode on dicks. Oh, I have a good question about dicks, but I'll save it for a special occasion like marriage. Marriage? Mm-hmm. What about marriage? Like like Mary, the mother of God, Jr. <laughs> Have a good weekend. Have a good week, everybody. Happy Monday. Next time on We Need to Talk, we talk because we need to talk. That was a good outro. <laughs> Hi, my name is Derek from The Blaze Experience. The Blaze Experience is about gaming. I talk about video games and the podcasts that I get into dive really deep into the games. So any games that I talk about, you're going to find a lot about the stats and different aspects of those games. For example, if I talk about guns in a game, it might be talking about the stats of those guns, why one gun is good, why one gun isn't good. And I get into a lot of different aspects of that that other video game podcasts don't do. So if you want to find out more about me, you can find me on podcastnh.com. You can find me on Twitter at The Blaze Experience, B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C. And you can also find me on Apple Podcasts and many other directories.